Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 207 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast the 2024 Savvy Shopkeeper Survey, plus tips for receiving survey responses from your customers. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. The last time I conducted a survey for Savvy Shopkeeper was two years ago, so I'm a bit overdue. I like to do a survey at least annually because I want to hear from you. Like I want to hear about your struggles, your wins, and then determine how can I better serve you. So in the show notes for this episode, you'll find a link to this year's survey, or you can visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash survey. Super simple. SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash survey. The survey has checkboxes, multiple choice questions, and some open-ended questions. The easy questions are required. There's 13 of them. I mean, you could probably go through it in about, I don't know two to three minutes. And then most of the open-ended questions are optional. I think that's important because you can go to the survey and think, whoa, that's way too long. I don't have time for that. But I really tried to focus on making it simple and making the open-ended questions optional, although I really appreciate when you all talk to me. So if you have a moment to answer those, please do. Or if it applies to you, please do. But overall, you can get through this in just a few minutes. As a special thank you for completing the survey, I'm going to do a gift card giveaway to the Savvy Shopkeeper Marketplace. When you complete the survey, you'll have a chance to win a $50 gift card that you can use in my online shop. And for every 50 responses I receive, I'll give away a gift card. So in the marketplace, you can buy digital templates for Canva, You can buy merch like a Be Savvy Boss Up Scoop Neck t-shirt, tumblers, totes, some other things I have listed on there, all handmade, all by small businesses. Or maybe you want to save the $50 to apply it towards the next Savvy Shopkeeper digital planner that we'll be launching in the summer. I also want to mention that your privacy is important to me and important to my team. So please know that your responses will be treated with the utmost confidentiality. The survey will close on February 12th, 2024 at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That means you only have four days to complete the survey. I did this for a reason, right? I feel like sometimes the longer I stretch things out, the easier it is for you to forget it. It might be top of mind now, but then there is no like sense of urgency for you to get it done. And part of it too is I really want to see the responses this year sooner rather than later. So I want to mention this again in case you're multitasking. So just stop and listen. You only have four days to complete the survey. It will close on February 12th, 2024 at 4 p.m. 
So this podcast is a form of communication, but it really is a one way, right? Like I'm all, I'm talking to you and not so much you talking to me unless you send me emails or DM me on Instagram. But I'll be honest, like that doesn't happen often enough. One of the reasons I love running Master Shopkeepers is because of the ongoing conversations. We are constantly having conversations in the Facebook group, on Zoom calls, on hot seat coaching calls. It is a two-way road. And I genuinely, genuinely love that. When I do publish a survey, not only do I get to hear from you, but I also return with a follow-up episode to summarize some of the things I learned. And this is valuable to you too, because when I share stories, especially about other indie retailers, you can sometimes feel validated or the stories are relatable. The stories help make store owners feel less lonely. And it reminds us that we're not alone in this experience or on this entrepreneurial journey. A lot of a lot of you, including me, we share the same thoughts, the same feelings. We experience all of that. But if we don't have fellow business owner friends, it can be hard to know that or to understand that. And I also love that on occasion, some of you have some really big aha moments when I share other shopkeepers stories. I won't go on and on and on about this. You get the point. But if you take the survey, I do give back in the form of another episode with additional information. So I genuinely hope you take the survey. With that, I also think there's value in surveying store customers. Maybe you haven't considered doing this, but for those of you that have thought about it, oftentimes what keeps indie retailers from actually creating a survey and sharing it with their customers is the fear. The fear of how their customers will respond. (laughs) It's almost like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? I don't know if I want to hear it. And maybe I don't want to hear it. Um, I could run on and on with that because I get it. We work so hard in our businesses. We kind of want to protect our feelings around the business. But I do think it's a really good tool for store owners. Now, a survey will test your small business fortitude for sure. Because yes, you may hear criticism. You will most likely be challenged in some ways. You will deal with irrelevant and sometimes unkind feedback. You know, all of these things are going to test that fortitude, but you don't have to take any of these things personally. Building the muscle to manage all of these survey response scenarios will make you better equipped to navigate obstacles and learn from experiences in the future. So I do have a list of tips for managing feedback because I think this is important. Number one is maintain professionalism. Regardless of the tone or content of the feedback, you might want to respond in some cases. And if you do, it's important to respond in a professional manner. Avoid getting defensive or emotional. And I know it's easier said than done, but you know I had to include this one. So the next tip is a way to handle that. And that's separating emotion from response. Take a step back. Just, it could be for 24 hours, maybe sometimes 48 hours. I just had a conversation with my biz bestie Maureen about this, where sometimes if I receive a bit of feedback or a request and I don't know what to do with it, or I feel like my initial reaction isn't going to be in integrity for me, I will wait. Sometimes 72 hours or longer. 
I might acknowledge the receipt um, so that they know that I'm not ignoring them, but I will wait until the right response comes along. So focus on the substance of the comments rather than the tone. Whether it's a negative review, an upset customer who sent an email, I now know the best thing for me to do is to wait, wait to respond, wait until I cool off sometimes, wait until it's a better time, wait until maybe I'm not overwhelmed or frustrated because sometimes these negative words land at the worst time. So be cognizant of that. The next tip is to identify valid points. I want you to look beyond the delivery and try to identify any valid points or maybe even constructive criticism within the feedback there may be really valuable insights hidden between negative language. I've also learned that if somebody else's words trigger big emotions in me, I need to pause and dig deep and ask myself why. And this does happen too. It happens in personal relationships. It happens in friendships. It happens in business relationships. If somebody says something to me and I have a really strong reaction, I will now... Again, with my emotional maturity, just pause and think why. Oftentimes, it's because I am thinking or believing what they said, even though on the surface I would say that I didn't, I don't really think that or believe that, but sometimes I do. The next tip is to consider trends, not isolated cases. So if similar unkind feedback is received from multiple sources, consider whether there might be a common issue or pattern that needs addressing. Because yes, when you get survey responses, you might get an occasional one that seems like really random and there is no pattern. You never heard another customer say this or complain about it then you know it's isolated, right? But if you start to hear the same thing over and over again, you're going to wanna pause and figure out how can you make that better for the customer. The next one is to filter out irrelevant information. If the feedback contains irrelevant info, determine if there are any aspects that are relevant to your business and what you can do to improve it and completely disregard any personal attacks or unrelated comments, it's going to happen. You have to learn to let it go in one ear and write out the other. The next tip is maybe you're going to want to acknowledge the feedback. And you might be thinking, but it's a survey. I don't have to respond. I get it. I I understand that. But if you get like a glowing piece of feedback, I especially from one customer who's a loyal customer, you might want to take a few minutes just to respond or even send them a thank you note. Um, if it's a piece of feedback where I do find an area in my business that I can improve, I may even reach out to say thank you and acknowledge it. Like sometimes humble pie it's okay. Eating humble pie is okay. This does not include feedback that's just plain old mean or irrelevant. It's important to share that. So either way, right? Like if it's a it's a customer who you really appreciate everything they shared, do something to tell them thank you. And if it's a customer who maybe said something and it might not have landed so well in that moment, but once you stepped back, you realized, okay, I can do something about this for my customers. Go ahead and thank them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The next tip is to seek clarification. If the feedback is unclear or seems extreme, consider reaching out to the customer for clarification. This shows that you take their feedback seriously and that you're committed to understanding their concerns. And I'm not saying in any way that you have to 
um, appease them if it's something unreasonable. But if it's something where you're like, God, I, I really wonder why she said that or what does that mean or why is he asking for that again? I don't think it's unreasonable for you to reach out. I said this on a, on a Zoom call the other day in Master Shopkeepers when it came to like shipping and resolving shipping issues. I am all for communicating on the phone. I appreciate text messages. I appreciate email communication. It's often what I prefer. But I think there's so much value in calling your customers, especially when there's a problem, so that they can hear your voice. They can hear the sincerity. They can hear that you're human. They can hear that sometimes you make mistakes and that you can acknowledge it. I think a phone call, especially now in 2024, goes a long way. I also think it's why when I had the store with my sister, we often, maybe if we did have an issue with shipping, something was damaged, they didn't get something, they were um, upset that they didn't get it on time. Me calling and actually talking to them because they could hear me um, was an, like an immediate, like it just settled them down. It took them down a few notches. And for the most part, we resolved it every single time. Um, the next tip is to respond privately if necessary. If the feedback involves a specific issue that requires resolution, like consider responding privately to the customer. This can help address their concerns without airing it publicly. Like if you receive a bit of feedback that makes you angry or annoyed, maybe don't post about it on social media. Reach out to them directly. The next tip is to highlight positive aspects. Use all the positive elements in the feedback to help maintain a balanced perspective because you will find most or maybe all of it is going to be positive. So a lot of what I'm addressing Sounds like you're going to get a lot of negative feedback. That's not the case. Most likely, most of it or all of it is going to be positive. I assure you of that. I'm just preparing you for those one or two that might not be. You will get so much customer love, I guarantee you, because it's the people who love you the most and who love shopping at your store that are going to fill out the survey. The next tip is to use feedback for improvement. You want to extract any actionable insights from all of the feedback so that you can turn that into improving your business. Maybe it's processes or the customer experience. And then the last one is to review survey design. This is really important if you plan on survey again. Like you want to kind of step back and, and look or review the that first survey you send and determine if how you structured the questions could have contributed maybe to some unhelpful or irrelevant feedback. So just take a look at the, the survey questions and see if could you have improved anything? Could you have asked anything better? Will you ask something differently? Will you ask more questions in the next survey? Um, I think reviewing that first survey you send is important or every survey you send is important. And then make adjustments for future surveys. With a survey, it is essential to focus on continuous improvement. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Learn from valid criticism. Be grateful for all of the positive feedback that you get. Be proud of what you've built. And then when it applies, just try to maintain a positive and professional approach in your responses. Addressing feedback with maturity and really just a, a commitment to improvement can help build trust with your customers, especially those that just want to be heard. And we know some of our customers just want to be heard, right? 
So if you're a Master Shopkeepers member, we have a sample customer survey for store owners in the lab. It's a Google form that you can just copy with one click and then tweak it for your needs in your store. We'll link it in the show notes, or you can search the words customer survey in the lab to find it. Okay, so it's time to wrap this one up. I know how busy you all are, and in years past, I've always been blown away by how many of you complete the Savvy Shopkeeper survey. I really do appreciate it. If you can, please take a few minutes to complete the survey, and then you'll get entered into the gift card drawing if you enter your email address. It's the only way I can reach out to you if you win, but you can definitely complete the survey anonymously by leaving the last question on the survey blank. You don't have to fill in your email address. If you found this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a retail business friend or leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. If you do create a survey and send it out, I'm so curious how you deal with the responses once you do that. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 207. And then for the survey, again, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash survey. And then another thing I think I'm going to do is I'm going to link the past two episodes that I did that shared results from the surveys that I did in, I have to look at my notes. I did surveys in 2021 and 2022, and then I did episodes after I got the survey results, and that was episode 69 and episode 132. So we'll have this all linked in the show notes for this episode, and this is episode 207, 207. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.